Good morning, people of the internet, and I am here for you with the daily news. I'm not sure today's news requires a full broadcast, but what was I going to not go live in the morning? I got rape walls to pay for. We can't afford to be taking days off. We got to plug your Kratom. We got to play sheath. We got to make sure that everyone's taking uh, all the Kratoms that they can be in a responsible manner if you're over the age of 21 and that you're everyone. We, I'm going to live in a world where everyone's dicks are separated from their balls, uh, which you can do if you just go to sheath underwear, you use promo code RYM, you get 20% off. And uh, let's get into the news. We got a lot to cover. So, uh, you know, I do like to let you guys know right up front the topics we'll be covering. Today's topics are going to include... Uh, we got some fashion tips from uh, world experts on what the best winter outfits will be for when Biden starts World War III. Uh, we've got uh, scientific information on why the day after Valentine's Day is the best one day to leave your loved ones. Um, so if you're thinking about breaking up, you know, today's the day to do it. Might, might as well just get on the phone now. Uh, who to call if you shit out an entire chicken wing. And how to confront your neighbors that's being too loud at night without feeling old. Um, that's a good one. I've been dealing with that problem myself. So uh, hopefully our leading scientists have some good information. On the topic of Valentine's Day, here was a, uh, a creepy post um, that was online from a government agency uh, that was letting you know that if you got an ex who buys or sells guns illegally, you can call up this government agency and they'll ruin their lives. And isn't that nice? The government just stepping in there and going, listen, we know some of you out there are heartbroken. So let us help you out. And how great is that? Like an IRS tip line for uh, like, uh, hi, you've reached the uh, IRS department for disgruntled girlfriends. Oh yeah. You know that your boyfriend wasn't paying taxes. Sure. Just give us the information. We'll go ruin his life for him. Uh, you sure you're not going to be getting back together because he's going to be broke. If you think you might be getting back together down the line, you might be broke, which is really just a friendly reminder from the government. Uh, make sure you're lying to your loved ones. You don't want to be in a relationship where someone knows a lot. Like, And it's always in the first couple months where you think, baby, this is the real deal. We better share all of our secrets. And then all of a sudden, all those chemicals start wearing off and you realize you were just jizzing into a hole and it was making you feel really, really good. Uh, but that there are other holes out there you can be dropping loads into and that it's all just a chemical reaction. And so really, there's no reason to be sharing these intimate secrets so that people can just be calling up the government and ratting you out about all of your business. So the point is, whoever you're there with, you're probably there just because you like blasting loads into their holes. And so lie to them so that you don't form those intimate relationships and then get ratted out to the government. I'm pretty sure that's the uh, the message of uh, Valentine's Day. And uh, for any of you people that were uh, home alone, you weren't out with that uh, special someone, uh, you didn't buy flowers, you didn't send dick pics to anybody, um, there was an article that newly single Kanye West delivers truckload of roses to Kim Kardashian on Valentine's Day, which is really just a friendly reminder that rich people can be pathetic too. You know, sometimes you go on Instagram, you're looking at the lifestyle of the, the rich and the famous, and you're like, my God, if I could do that, I'd be above it all. But no, they they still also have breakups and then their wives getting smashed out by Pete Davidson. So, you know, not everything goes great for the rich and famous. All right, keeping it moving. Let's get into the real news stories here. So Russia says some forces pulling back amid Ukraine cry. It's like a really good I got you moment. Hey, I made you look. Really thought we were going to invade. Really, we were just running some drills. 
Uh, and I like the uh, that dude who's got almost like the Hitler comb over thing going on, who's been making all the announcements. So is the window closing? Because he was describing this war situation almost like it was a portal where it was like the window of opportunity where something might happen is unless, but if the, is the window just always open? Like, can they just, because he was describing it like in the movies where it's like, now is our only moment because otherwise they're going to move that to over here. And if that thing gets moved or the portal closes, we'll never be able to do anything. So everyone's got to pay super attention right now. What kind of shit were they getting what was going on last week? I want your best conspiracy theories on what news was going on last week that they didn't want us to know about that they were pretending like we were going to go to war with Russia. You think maybe Fauci, he went to that monkey lab and uh, decided to have uh, sex with some of those monkeys to create a new Corona AIDS. I, I, what's your best theory on what's going on with uh, what, what was the real news last week that they didn't want anyone to know about that they've been pretending like we're going to go to war with Russia. Um, and I'd like to point out for the Biden administration, you know, we, we've got a problem with the border. We've got a problem with inflation, uh, coronavirus. We haven't been able to figure that one out for two years. We opening, we close them. We wearing masks. Are we, are we going to, are we no longer going to listen to the scientists? CDC is all like, you got to wear masks. We're all like, we want, we don't want to do that anymore. So like amidst all of these failures, maybe just don't start a nuclear war. Maybe we just have a little bit of humility and instead of going like we, maybe you, you could even get up there and go, you know, usually if Russia was going to invade Ukraine, we would stand up and go, you can't do that. But since we just destroyed Afghanistan, spent the money that we stole from them, are losing, uh, you know, we've got uh, truckers who are shutting down borders. We're just going to take this as an opportunity to have some self-reflection and mind our fucking business because apparently we don't have our own shit figured out. And, you know, we still got this coronavirus problem. So in normal circumstances, you know, we would come do something about this. But just at the moment, we're realizing that we're uh, really not that great at handling these situations. We don't want to start a nuclear war. Um, so I don't know. You would just think that uh, or could they at least be honest with us? Just let us know. Like, is this a war over lithium? Is that what's going on? We need some lithium. Like, at least tell us, because at the moment, it just makes no fucking sense. So you're like, are we going to war? Are we not going to war? Why do we care about Ukraine? Is Ukraine actually really being run by neo-Nazis? Uh, is this something going on with oligarchs and Biden's tied in? Wouldn't it be great if they just got on the news? Like, literally, some war hawk got on the news and said, listen, I understand that Ukraine is high stakes and that you guys, no one, no one thinks we need to go in there. Uh, but we've been talking about this green energy thing and we're going to need a lot of lithium in order to make it happen. And so a bunch of Ukrainians are going to have to die, but they're neo-Nazis. So, you know, we're, we're killing off neo-Nazis in the name of green energy. And I think that's that, that that is something that everybody can get behind or like, just be fucking honest with us. Just give us the actual news so that we don't have to endlessly read Fox yelling at CNN, CNN yelling at Fox. Me yelling at them saying, hey, I don't think they're giving us the real information and then trying to do your own research. But then you just end up on some uh, on some QAnon site that's just telling you that the fucking devil did it. It all gets very confusing. Can you just give us the actual information? And then here you go. You got the uh, you know, th there it is right there. It's them pulling out. Look at us. We were just having ourselves uh, a little bit of a military exercise. We were just going out there and, you know, putting on a show. Uh, and then still, you got other news sources at the same time uh, reporting that they're still escalating. It's escalating. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, all right. Let's take a couple comments and then we can move on to the next topic. We've got 
Andrew here. Uh, firstly, Buddy C. Buddy. He's a regular listener throwing an LOL my way. I'll take it. And then we've got uh, this guy, Mr. Andrew, saying prediction about Bob Saget's murder with baseball Pat acting as a modern freedom assassination and kicking off World War III. I think the better conspiracy with uh, Bob Saget is that uh, he had been vaccinated and boosted and then he got the coronavirus again and his brain exploded. Uh, and obviously they can't say those kind of things. So like, hey, he slipped and fell. And we can probably, if that's what happened, expect more reports of people slipping and falling. All sorts of people are going to be slipping and falling. We're going to have a pandemic on our hands of people uh, slips and falling. And they're going to be yelling at us that no more banana peels. You can't be eating bananas. And then we're going to be like, hey, there were no banana peels in that street when these people were slipping and falling. Don't be looking at me eating bananas. Trying to, I eat my bananas at home. I throw them out. I'm a healthy individual just trying to get my potassium in. And all of a sudden, everyone's slipping and falling. So if you're going to say anything about... Uh, you know, conspiracies in regards to the uh, passing of Bob Saget. I'll go with that one. All right, let's get back into a couple more news stories here. Uh, Trudeau is invoking emergency power uh, to quell the protests. Uh, and I think we really need world leaders to better define the word emergency. Everything's an emergency. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. It's like, uh, I almost think, you know, the way that they have the, the ADL, and uh, they've somewhat monopolized the Holocaust and racism, and they get to declare and get paid really well to make all sorts of announcements of what is considered racist and why Whoopi Goldberg isn't a racist and why this person could say that. That per We need like a uh, word accuracy group that just uh, tells these people when they're not using words correctly. Because like here, even look at this next quote, we're going to very narrowly use its emergency power. What is very narrowly? How are we going to define that one? How are we going to hold you to whether or not you are actually very narrowly making use of this? And then here comes the creepy part. And if you want more on this, I did, I'm telling you, sometimes uh, I try and explain things and I do a terrible job. And then other times people uh, get you to articulate things well, or at least they smile and make you feel like you're being smart. So you just keep saying more things and really you were dumb, but you felt smart at the time. But I did Liberty uh, Lockdown, Clint's podcast. Uh, Clint's a lot of fun. Smart feller. And uh, we did a large, uh, long breakdown of ESG scores. Uh, it was like an hour, 10 minute podcast. It was a lot of fun to do. Uh, and I do think that we really got into a lot of financial topics that you guys would be interested in. Uh, but we did talk about the creepiness of um, basically digital wallets, digital currency, and government's ability to just seize your funds. To give you guys the short here. So, I mean, if you look at what happened with, um, uh, people trying to give money to the truckers to support them through Go, GoFundMe and then GoFundMe seizing that money. And then like, it was only because of the public outrage over it that they didn't just give it over to another charity. Uh, but imagine if all money was digital and you had a digital wallet and at any point in time, government could basically just go, cause that's what government did. Government looked to GoFundMe and said, Hey, you can't transfer these funds. Cause these are da dangerous people or whatever they're whites or whatever claim they made that wasn't true. They made a claim. And as a result of that claim of these being dangerous individuals without going to a court, without proving that there's dangerous individuals, they're able to shut down their funding. So imagine if government could do that to any individual at any time without going to court, just instantly, just turn off your money. Just now you don't have access to it. And I mean, it's almost like we watch those vi videos with civil asset forfeitures. Is that what it's called? 
when they pull you over on a highway and you got cash in the car and then they're allowed to deem like your cash doesn't have the same rights as what you do. So they just take it away from you. And now maybe it takes you three years to get to court and prove that they couldn't just take that from you. Like imagine if they could do that, but without pulling you over, they just had access to your accounts and boom, now you don't have your money. Good luck proving that that was your money or good luck proving that you weren't involved in what they label as being dangerous activities. Um, so on that note, here's the very narrow use of it's going to be used to freeze the bank accounts and void the vehicle insurance of anyone involved in unlawful demonstrations. Uh, voiding vehicle insurance, I guess, if you're a giant truck is probably makes it uh, incredibly difficult to be out on the road doing your job because if something goes wrong and you're just completely financially liable for that, that might mean, hey, I can't take the risk of driving this truck. Um, so on that note, this is further proof of the fact why smart contracts, the world of crypto and Bitcoin are going to be incredibly necessary tools as government probably goes deeper into the world of digital currencies, making false claims against people like, uh, you know, people like these good hearted truckers and seizing our money. This is creepy. This is a creepy development. And it will be interesting to see what Trudeau's very narrow use of emergency powers looks like. All right, let's take a couple comments. Forest Mommy, just did Forest Mommy's podcast. We did a Jewish sode, all sorts of Jewish talk. Go check that out. Check at, check if your banks are doing ESG move money. If so, um, fair point. And then we got Buddy C. Buddy subscription car service. Not sure what you mean there, but we got a couple more topics to cover. So I'll go into the topics and uh, Buddy C. Buddy, you can clarify in the meantime. Here we go. What do we got next? Fox News is mangling special counsel John Durham's latest Trump-Russia filing. This is from the week. All right. So it's beginning to appear more and more. I mean, we already knew that uh, uh, we know that they got the fall, the, the fake warrant. It came through the uh, Steele dossier. We know that uh, the Clintons had paid for that. We know that the Biden administration seemed to have been spying on Trump. And now you got this guy, Durham. It's kind of like an interesting movie. If you take a step back, you've almost got an interesting movie playing out here where you've got the New York AG that is coming for Trump. Uh, and so you've got that little branch of government and they're doing an investigation. It's almost like if you're watching the movie The Departed and there's those two scenes where like then they're going on at the exact same time where uh, um, Mark Wahlberg's trying to find the rat and then uh, Leonardo DiCap DiCaprio. Do I have this wrong? Yeah, yeah, and then Leo's trying to find uh, um, uh, Matt Damon, and they're both looking for each other, and then you get to see both sides and what they're doing. You kind of have that going on right now in government, at least if you have a brain like mine that just takes everything and turns it into some movie that you've seen at one point in your life. Uh, so you've got the Durham investigation, which is starting to look into what the hell happened that we pretended like our uh, president was a Russian asset for two years and we ran a whole investigation on him. So they're investigating the investigators to see what kind of shady shit went on that the deep state was able to turn against a president that had been elected. And so he's starting to make some discoveries, which could be very interesting. I don't think we're going to get a coffin and nail moment on, uh, on Hillary Clinton. I don't think heads are going to roll, but you never know. It's interesting. So he's going against the people that were trying to get Trump. And at the same point, people are trying to make sure that Trump really disappears. Uh, so their big thing, by the way, this is a funny story that happened today. The uh, firm that was doing Trump's accounting forever basically said anyone who's been relying on the reports that we've been making are false. Uh, and now, so is that accounting firm going to get in trouble? Are people no longer going to rely on any of the work that this accounting firm does? Or is it because there's a spotlight on Trump 
And, you know, they just did what they always do. It just happens to be for Trump. And now Trump's in trouble. That's like one of those things because we're, we're, like I'm not saying Trump's an honest or good person. And I'm sure he's done some really shitty business. The actual thing that they're catching him for is like when OJ went to jail for stealing his own shit back. Like it, it sounds to me like it was just good business. When you're going for a loan, you try and pretend like your assets are as at the highest possible evaluation so that you got more collateral and they'll give you more money. When you go and pay taxes, you write those exact same assets as being the lowest possible valuation so that like, I would think it's actually on both people to not just rely on your self-reporting. If people are going to give you a loan, they should probably do their own. I mean, we're talking about loans for a lot of money. You can probably do your own assessment. Like when, when you go and buy a house, which is for a lot of money, you don't just take the person's word for it on the condition of the house. You bring in an inspector. I'm sure that on every one of these loans, you've got really smart people. Like all of a sudden, what, you're concerned with the banks and the way that the largest banks in the world are doing their loans? Believe me, if they're giving a loan to Donald Trump, uh, they've either, they've done, they have the ability to do their own homework on whether or not he should be given his loan. And they probably should not just be relying on his self-reporting on what his assets are worth. They should have the tools and mechanisms by which they don't need to be defrauded and they can figure out what those assets are and what Donald Trump's loan should look like. And on the same note, the IRS, I mean, they have like tat, like people end up in arguments all the time uh, with the local governments because of the way that they've assessed their houses and they go, that's not what my house is actually worth. I'm not paying those homeowner taxes. Like these things seem pretty typical. It's a weird thing for him to go under for it. All right. So in my movie brain, you've got one division of government and they're trying to go after Trump hardcore. They're trying to figure out ways that they can uh, make sure that he can't run for office anymore. They're also running the January 6th uh, investigation, which by the way, I somewhat agree with those ones. Uh, and then on the other side, you got the Durham dude is trying to unwind what the deep state did so that Donald Trump, uh, you know, could not really get it, could not have the political capital to actually represent the people that had put him into office. So now in this case, you got the uh, the reporting on the newest story, which um, if I understand it correctly, and the problem is I don't care anymore. This stuff was relevant four years ago, and you can listen to yesterday's broadcast when I said, like, that's the problem with these stories is that it's a good negotiating tactic where they basically they slow things down to the point that like the pain, you've already suffered the pain, you've gotten over it, you've moved on with your life, you don't have to hear from people about how Trump's a Russian asset, he already lost the presidency, you already got this Biden guy in charge who's trying to make money for the deep state and inflate our currency, it's all already happened, so now who the fuck cares, unless you're going to come forward and say, hey, listen, we're going to start hanging people when we find out who uh, who's the who the trader is here and then all of a sudden I'm invested if not it's just fucking noise like in and, and are you going to do anything to actually unwind how they pulled this off so it doesn't happen again probably not so who the fuck cares at this point it's old news all right so anyways though so the reporting Durham basically found out that uh a person had lied to the FBI I think this was prior to the uh the FBI warrants also I guess who who cares cuz they're also working off the steel dossier stuff which was paid for by the Clintons. How does the FBI rely on work that was paid for by the Clintons and then uh, wiretap the, the other person that they're running against? So as to why uh, th this new stuff is a bombshell, I don't know. You can tell me. Uh, but on that note of the new stuff, I get like, so Week Magazine here is basically going, uh, hey, the right-wing media is getting this wrong. 
They're playing it up. This is not a big deal. Uh, the allegations that they're claiming are being made by Durham were not actually being made. And so here's two quotes that were in this week magazine uh, um, piece that were basically saying that the right wing media is getting it wrong. Uh, the first one is, but the entire narrative appeared, appeared appeared to be mostly wrong or old news. So firstly, if you're going to say it's mostly wrong, so then what part about it is accurate? Can you clarify that? Mostly wrong, like mostly peaceful protests. Like, what does that mean of mostly wrong and then or old news? So I kind of agree with you that this does feel like it's old news that Hillary Clinton uh, and the deep state uh, did fraudulent things to get the FBI to investigate. Uh, and then the feedback loop of going, oh, look, the intelligence agencies are looking into the fact that he's a Russian asset. And then she's on TV snickering and laughing. Oh, yeah, Trump. I mean, how can we trust this guy? He's a Russian asset. Meanwhile, she paid for all the shit to make it look like the, like to make the intelligence agencies look into it and then go, oh, look, nine of the intelligence agencies all said it's like this fucking, um, so it's not really old news and that if new information comes out about it to remind us of the fact that we swept it under the rug, you know what I mean? It's kind of like it's old news that I put that dirty sandwich in underneath my chair and I didn't clean it up. But if it starts to smell or if the mold starts actually coming out from under the chair, it's not exactly old news. I mean, it's yes, it's an old sandwich that I swept under the rug, but it's like now there's new information that maybe we've ignored something that we have to actually ad address. All right. And then here was the other quote that they had from this guy. Uh, it involves dense and obscure issues. So dissecting them requires asking readers to expend significant mental energy and time, raising the question of whether news outlets should even cover such claims. That's just censorship. That's all that is. That's going, hey, our listeners, they can't, they can't go with the nuance. And if we even explore this topic and makes it seem like, some, well, something bad did happen. And yes, it might be nuanced. So I guess understand just how illegal it was or for us to explore what kind of actions we need to take to prevent in the future, how bad it was. But like, th this is censorship. You're like, hey, we can't even explore this topic. What you're really saying is exploring this topic would make the Democrats, uh, leftist media and the Clinton administration look bad even if they end up getting uh, off on it, which is the same as the Trump thing. Trump got off on it, but you still reported on fucking being a Russian asset for three years. So you know full well reporting on things makes people look bad, even if it turns out that they're not guilty. So in this case, Hillary Clinton's going to look bad because in F is Durham working for the FBI or the AG? I don't know. A special counsel or some sort or some sort of investigative unit is looking into her. So now you're pulling the exact opposite thing that you did to Trump. When it came to Trump, it was even though... Uh, Mueller very early on knew that the worst parts of this were not coming to light. He was not going to turn out to be a Russian spy, right? But he kept it going for three years or two years or whatever it was so that the news could report on it every single day. But when it comes to this one, it's, uh, hey, you know, there's a lot of nuance here. And, you know, we don't even think people could fully understand this. So we, we shouldn't even report on it. And then he went on. So I was curious. I was like, hey, maybe right wing media is actually getting this thing really wrong. I haven't actually read the source materials here. Uh, maybe they're really overplaying their cards. And I, I read his thing where he was like, they're, um, uh, he was basically making the claim that there's no connection between, uh, uh, Clinton and, and this guy. And so I decided, you know what, maybe everyone's overplaying their cards. Let's actually read the source material here. Uh, so here it is. I'm going to, if, uh, I will read this to you now. 
So the United States of America, by through its attorney special counsel, John H. Durham, respectfully moves this court to inquire into potential conflicts of interest arising from the representation of the defendant by his current counsel. Firstly, I like this idea of um, you have to ask the court to inquire. So does that mean that the court could just say, like, no? And then this is interesting because just not to be too uh, one sided here. So when it came to the Mueller thing, by the end of it, I was like, look, they didn't even have enough information to move forward. And then other people were saying, well, it's, it, it doesn't mean that he was let off. And I was like, that's not the way the court system works. There wasn't enough information to move forward. But the kicker on that was that they spent a lot of money and invested like three years into this full team to go find Trump to be guilty. And then they couldn't find him to be guilty. So there is an aspect of whether or not there's like the political will to actually look into something. And so, yes, I guess if a court like if this judge would just go, well, we're not looking into it, I would be like, well, that's a dirty judge. Um, so what can I say? There's not a perfect system here for for evaluating this stuff. Uh, and then. All right, let's continue. The government has discussed these matters with the defense and believes that any potential conflicts likely could be addressed with a knowing and voluntary waiver by the defendant. All right. So right off the bat, I'm just saying it is interesting. Are they actually going to look into this? This is actually a real investigation into the beginning of, uh, you know, everything that happened uh, with uh, calling Trump a Russian asset. Let's continue. The defendant is charged in a one count indictment with, with making a materially, materially false statement to the FBI in violation of Title 18, United States Code Section 1001, as set forth, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right, here's the good part. The defendant, a lawyer at a large international law firm that was then serving as counsel to the Clinton campaign, met with the FBI general counsel at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. The defendant provided the FBI general counsel with purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert uh, communication channel between the Trump organization and a Russia-backed bank. The indictment alleges that the defendant lied in that meeting, falsely stating to the general counsel that he was not providing the allegations to the FBI on behalf of any client. In fact, the defendant had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including one, a technology executive at a U.S.-based internet company, and the Clinton campaign. So, I mean, just in clear English, at least the Durham is making a request to the court that I guess he needs to continue to look into this conflict of interest because this guy showed up and he lied to the FBI on behalf of the Clintons. He was working for the Clintons and lied to the FBI. Let's just repeat that because it seems pretty clear from what I read here. Working for the Clintons, lied to the FBI. All right, next part of this. The defendant's billing records reflect that the defendant repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work on the Russia Bank allegations. In compiling and disseminating these allegations, the defendant and tech executive also had met the communications with another law partner at law firm, one who was then serving as general counsel to the Clinton campaign. So just before, uh, you know, people go off and say that there is no allegations of that the that this involved the Clintons or lying to the FBI. And I think it was also over a hack, which is the way that they got this information. I think it, it, at least in clear language from what Durham put into this judge, there is definitely an accusation of the Clintons hiring these people that then made false statements to the FBI. We'll see how it unfolds. Already covered this story about Trump and the accounting firm just going, uh, yeah, we don't know, you know, you can't trust our work. All right, then we got Elon Musk 
he blames the fun police for recalling a feature that makes fart and goat noises, which actually is pretty fun. So there was a speaker outside of the car that like, you know, if you saw a bunch of like dudes coming out from the club and then they're hanging with a bunch of chicks, you could like drive. It was like a moving whoopee cushion. You could play the fart noise and then roll down the window and be like, dude, what are you farting in front of these hot chicks for? Oh, you, you can't just hold down your pants and go to the bathroom. Hey, ladies, you know, I got this super cool car here. Look, it makes goat noises, too. And then you drive off with them. So, you know, that was, I think it was good thinking by Elon Musk. Didn't work out. And then uh, here was a quote from AOC. She says that she thinks uh, all the time about leaving public office for mass movements uh, because the mass movements pay better. You know, she thought that if she could get into government, that was the path to a better future until she saw what the Black Lives Matter people were making. And she's like, maybe this is what I need in my life, which brings us to our closing uh, segment of Dumbass of the Day. And the award is going to go to AOC. AOC will get our first award for the Dumbass of the Day. Uh, here was the quote. Rep, Rep AOC warns there's a very real risk the U.S. won't be a democracy in 10 years. And isn't that what you want? I mean, if you're looking for us to live in a world where no one uses electricity and we put everything into green energy that doesn't work, that's not going to happen in a democracy. So if you want to have a Green New Deal and your socialist agenda where we pretend like the planet's going to die tomorrow unless we stop doing, uh, you know, living normal lives and surviving and having heat and food and all those items, you don't want a democracy. So I'm not really sure uh, why she would be warning about the very real risk that we won't have a democracy in 10 years. And then on that note, she's also getting upset at Biden. That he's not getting rid of student loan debt. And I got me. I like student loan debt because I don't have any. That's the only good financial decision I've ever made in my life. These kids, they went to fucking party places where they spent a lot of money so that they could be at summer camp. I was miserable at a commuter school. And guess what? At some point, I'm hoping to get a wife cheap on the secondary market. I, when I get to age 40, some lady gets divorced. Everyone else can't afford homes. We're competing for homes and women. Let's not forget that we're competing. And so if you take all these kids that just had a blast in college that put themselves on debt, firstly, I'd actually be okay with getting rid of student loan debt, but this goes back to my, people have to hang. The, the people that decided to make the decisions that we could just uh, make this money available and then lie to everybody and say, hey, look at the favor that we're doing for people, that we're going to make these loans available so that they can afford college. And at the same time, I mean, your administrators at the at the school just take all that money and go, OK, now we can just raise tuition. And so and essentially you've got uh, the people in finance and the people in colleges just putting kids in debt to live a worse life while lying to them and pretending, hey, you're going to need this education and here, this is us helping uh, helping you make it more affordable, all while changing the system and that you need the signal of a college degree in order to get a job because, you know, places that you would go work at can't just like test you based off of IQ. The military can. Uh, so you want to give people back their fucking free tuition. I, I mean, there's got to be some severe consequences for the people that enacted those policies, which brings us uh, to some of today's solutions. Firstly, bigger consequences for old news. Uh, and so what I mean for that is that like we need like the people if I, in order for me to really dig into this germ thing the way that I dug into it the last time, I need to know that there's some consequences on the table. 
Like, is there something that might actually get proven? Is there someone that might actually be in trouble here? Is there something that might get fixed? Or is this just noise once again, where we're going to just go down this rabbit hole of going, oh my God, the Durham thing. And he's really going to stick it to them. And then CNN's going to go, and there's nothing to the Durham thing. And then at the end of the Durham thing, they're just going to go, all right, you know, this one guy got fired and one other person had to give us an apology. And then on the, just give us the heads up, like, you know, like for example, the free, the student debt thing or inflation, I don't know, just if you gave us the heads up, like we can know, like if you, act, if you're the government and you know that inflation is going to be really bad and that we should be stocking up on, uh, on food and buying wives now while we can afford it, can you just give us a heads up? Like if you just gave us the information, then we could start planning our lives accordingly and we can, you know, make the changes. All right. That's all I got for today. I didn't even think I was going to do a full half hour. Turns out I had more to say than I thought I did. Uh, guys, Gene Epstein's living room this Thursday night. I'm going to be uh, telling some jokes, you know, uh, home wrecking party. So come hang out for uh, the party at Gene Epstein's. It's uh, going to be the, it's a simulcast of the live debate because we're second class citizens and we can't go to the actual debate. But we do get to party in Gene's living room. Gene has made the accommodations uh, where we can eat meatballs, cookies, right in right in his living room. You can get so full, you can take a nap on the couch. He said, I'll let you sleep through the night. He's not going to throw you out. Uh, so come come to hang out in Gene's Epstein's house. Also, I'm going to be up at the Shell. Uh, that's going to be a fun show. I think, uh, I mean, if you're in Boston, you probably heard most of the newer stuff that I have. But probably going to do, uh, I'm going to be doing about 20 minutes. BK Chris is going to do about 20 minutes. Uh, Andy's going to do about 20 minutes. I might do more stand up. We'll see. And then we're going to do a full, uh, live run your mouth podcast. That's going to be up in the, uh, up in the shell in New Hampshire, which is always a cool libertarian clubhouse. If uh, you're interested in the free state project, um, you know, maybe come up to New Hampshire for the weekend and, uh, check it out. Cause they got a cool thing going on there. And then lastly, shout out your Kratom and sheath.com, uh, promo code RYM. You get 20% off. They'll also get you 20% off on your Delta. You guys can load up on the gummies. All right, let's take it a couple comments and call it a show. Buddy C. Buddy back in here. Can Pregasaurus software steal your crypto? I don't know enough about that. Um, subscription car service. And that's it. All right. We, we handled all the comments. We yelled all the news. We did it, everybody. Have a great day.